the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and we're here to help you. Andy Salem's sitting my right. Alan Salem is sitting across from me. There's three of us that probably have pretty close to 70 years of experience all together. And um, Andy has been on the front counter side and so that means she gathers the symptoms and passes the te- technician. She also signs the paychecks and handles all the money because Alan's not allowed to. But the, together, the two of them run the entire shop. And it's a uh, Renee and I couldn't be happier or more satisfied with how they do that. Um, real quick, one of my best repair shops, there's only one in Mesa. I wish I had more, but I have a pretty tight filter. But Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing is one of the shops. He's on Main Street just east of Stapley. The Thompson family has been in the auto repair business since the 70s. So Brian and Thelma have lots. Now, both of their parents and their families have been in the auto repair business and the gas station business for a very long time. But once you meet Brian and Thelma, you'll know why Mark Salem likes them so much. They are honest, dependable, they ha- they give great service, and every once in a while, like the good shops, they raise their hand and say to the customer, you need a fresh pair of eyes on this problem. So if you're in Mesa, Thompson's Auto Repair, Main Street, just east of Stapley. Jonathan, good morning. Jonathan? Jonathan? Okay, why don't we just put him on hold, Gil, and then we'll go to John. John, good morning to you. Hey, good morning, Mark. How can we help you? I was, yeah, I was calling, I think this crew that you've got on uh, today is perfect uh, for my question. Uh, I wanted you guys' professional opinion. Uh, I went to get my oil change yesterday, and uh, and I noticed my wiper blade, you know, uh, the rubber pieces just start coming apart with all this rain we had and the heat. And so we get there, I get there, and the guy's trying to upsell me the whole time. I said, no, I just need conventional oil, and he's trying to sell me uh, synthetic. And I said, no, 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 and I said, I need some windshield wipers. So uh, I walked around to a restaurant waiting for the oil change and everything to be done, and a few hours later I come back and uh, go to pick it up. And I've used this company before. It's uh, a chain that's in the southwest, uh, but just not this location. Um, and I trusted them, so I just... Got the, the the invoice, signed it, and uh, a couple blocks down the road, I get to a stoplight. I see the rubber, the, the blades weren't even changed. And uh, I was so angry, Mark, like you like to say, my my, my panties got in a wad. <laughs> oh. And so I looked at the invoice while I was at the stoplight, and also they put set a semi-synthetic in there, and I never asked for that. And so I turned around, went back, 
and I said a few words I shouldn't have. Uh, and I asked, you know, I said, I want this thing on the lift. I want to make sure that's clean oil and a new filter. And put those wiper blades on like was promised and I paid for. And um, I just want to ask, in your experience, can you really screw up that badly with well, someone overcharged you on synthetic, semi-synthetic, and then the guy looking at the car and uh, on the invoice was uh, on the order saying new wiper blades, and, uh, you know, they're sticking out, and it's totally, you can totally see them, and uh, I just didn't know if that was... Okay. Uh, I can answer your you question. You know what I mean? If it was on purpose, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I can't talk about them, but I can tell you our shops left the lug nuts loose on a BMW. Our shop put the wrong oil filter on an engine for a lady, and she leaked oil about halfway home. We could follow the trail of oil. We blew up her motor. Um, have you got any other uh, stories no, for us? I mean, we all make mistakes. We all have bad days. We all have communication issues. So, I, I, can't, oh, God, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think that that's a pass. It shouldn't have happened. I don't think it's acceptable, um, but... You know, you asked for wiper blades. You know, the service writer put him on the ticket. Maybe he didn't relay that to the technician, though you would think that if you have rubber pieces hanging all over, there would be some, you know, conversation back and forth. But I got to think, too, that if if they're going to if they're going to stiff you on something intentionally, which I'm not suggesting they did, uh, it wouldn't be on a windshield wiper that's for, you know, that's that's 18 inches in front of your face. <laughs> I mean, and I, I'm not being rude. I'm not, I'm not being rude. I'm just saying, it, you know, that would be, that would be really stupid on their part. Now, I will tell you this. If you came to our shop, we don't even have conventional on the property. Uh, we don't have, we would have to actually go out and buy them in courts because we don't even have, semi-synthetic is the lowest grade that we have. But we would also let you know that up front. Hey, conventional's you know not really an option unless I send a you know a guy out to to, to get some. So, um, I I really can't speak for the oil. Um, I don't I don't know. But it sure would have been a lot easier to just be honest up front and say, hey, we don't have that, instead of you know secretly trying to put it in or something. Well, let me ask you something, John. You I think you said that you had patronized this shop before the chain he had yeah. not yeah. the specific location okay. and, uh, you know i i'd give them uh, it's really how they handle it yeah so if the manager you say first of all you charge me for semi sin and i didn't ask for i and then you my wiper blades you charge me for and they look like heck so he says just give me a few minutes how did he handle it yeah good, quick, good how question. did he handle it he handled it very well actually i mean he said you know uh it's just unacceptable and uh he said the next oil changes on him but i you know i didn't deal with him the first time but then he took care of it sure well he he went and found out where the the bad communication is yeah. it's probably not his fault it's probably between the service rider and the guy underneath but those guys spend their time in the in the pit so they think that the red chevrolet trucks coming over the pit and they look at the work order and they do the wrong work order on the pickup truck so in their defense that I agree with Andy. He cleaned it up. He said he was sorry, and he gave you a free oil change. We don't usually do that if we're trying to take you. <laughs> we yeah, usually... I, think he made it, I, I think he made it right, which is, I think, you know, just admit they admitted fault. He, he made it right. So I think that that says something about him. I just, I think that it's probably a communication and, you know, just an off day. I, I, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt myself, but... 
And and think about, I'll give you an example for us in dealerships as well and other places. The service writer takes the information. He gives the symptoms to the tech. The tech then goes through the, and he says, this is what it takes. The tech checks the parts for the prices and he checks the labor. And then he goes to the service writer and the service writer adds it all up. And then the service writer calls the customer. You can imagine somewhere along that line, something could get messed up. And you can also see where the technician sees the wiper blades need to be done. He says to the service rider, overbid it by $12 so I can put a set of wiper blades on this. The, tech, or the service rider says, yeah, I got you covered, and we're done. I think a lot of us do just that because I copied it from other shops. So uh, I think the consensus in the room is, is they handled it right. I don't know that there's warning flags. If he would have yelled at you and kicked you off the property, then he would have told you all you needed to know. Yeah. <laughs> and so, all righty. Well, listen, John, thank you. Thank you very much. Now, uh, Gil, did we get Jonathan back? Yeah, let's go to him. And Gene, you stay right there. Jonathan, what can we do for you? Well, I have a 2002 three-quarter ton Dodge uh, Laramie, and it's got the 5.9 liter diesel in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the transmission is, and that's where the problem lies. When I'm going about 50 miles an hour, it doesn't seem to want to shift into the the next gear. It'll keep jumping back and forth until I accelerate beyond 50 miles an hour, and then it'll shift. And a friend of mine who is a mechanic for the company I work for, he was saying well, have you changed the transmission fluid? I said, no, I haven't driven it over a thousand miles since I've bought it. I don't use it every day. So he says, just change the the transmission fluid, change the filter and see if that does anything. Because he says, you know, go ahead. Uh, How many miles? 96,000 now. It was 95 when I bought it. Well, I, don't, I don't know what was done to it before I got it. So Okay. I mean, we would probably, I think that we would probably diagnose the issue first before just flushing it or servicing it. Because sometimes if you service uh-huh. it and you have a problem, then it can make it worse. So worse. you wouldn't want to mm-hmm. do that. So I would say go after your symptoms first before you do anything. And go. Uh, there's a couple things that come to mind. That, that, uh, that's got a 48 RE in it. Um, a, it's wait, wait, hey, wait, wait a second. What, what do you mean a 48 RE in it? Is that That's the transmission? The, yes. Oh, okay. okay. Yes, 48 RE. It's kind of a crappy transmission, to be totally honest with you. It's not, I shouldn't say crappy. It's not great, especially stock. Um, but two things come to mind. Um, there's bands in the transmission that need to be adjusted. Um, If those have never been done, that could be part of the issue. And that's something you can actually do yourself. It's not that difficult. Uh, The other thing is is we have run into numerous times where the alternator causes interference with the the, uh, torque converter. And you have to put an isolator. Now, again, it's, it's more of a surge at higher speeds, but it can affect stuff down a little bit lower as well. Um, there's an isolator that, that you put in. I want to say it's the power of the ground line of the alternator, and it takes care of that. Matter of fact, we do enough of them to where I actually keep one of those in stock because we do enough of them. Um, okay. Those are the two things that come to mind. But, again, you, you know, I, I need to drive it in order to make a more accurate description. There's a lot of things here, too. If he can manually shift it to see what's happening, 
Yeah. Okay, so we, we need to know if the problem translates to you manually shifting the transmission. Number two, I'm against you changing the fluid. I think okay. that's a bad idea. That's, I don't know. Alan, of all the diesels you work on, how many times when you change the fluid in the filter does it fix his symptoms? I'm not real clear on his symptoms, but it doesn't happen often. And and the, you know what it does? Is it 60 miles an hour, 70 miles an hour, all of a sudden it just kind of falls on its face because the filter's plugged. Now we have a substandard flow of fluid through the transmission. And so those are the kinds of symptoms. I, I agree with Alan. you, you got to drive it. Manually shift the thing and see what happens. Now, what could he do on the alternator? Couldn't we just pull the output on the back of the alternator and go drive it on the battery to see if there's a problem that that fixes? I'm just asking. Uh, I don't. I don't know the answer to that. Okay. I, I've never tried it that way. Well, if we take the alternator out of the system, and if it is creating um, interference with the electronics, then if we take it out, it might fix the problem temporarily. Yeah, hmm. I've never diagnosed never it like it's it's, it like it's, it's real easy to diagnose once you have it here. It's a surge at higher speeds. Okay. Um, it, it's actually what it's what it's actually doing is is how are we doing on time, real quick. We're all right. We're Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Uh, sorry, I can't see the clock. Uh, it, it kicks it, the converter in and out. Wah, 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 as you're cruising down the road. Okay, if he just gently t- applies the brake pedal, it takes the lockup right off. So he's driving down, he keeps his right foot on there, and with his left foot, he just enough to shine the brake lights. If the uh, 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 uh goes away and he lets go of his brake pedal and it comes back, then it's a torque converter. No, because well, that's the only it's, time. It's, it's, inter- interfer- it's yeah, it's the isolator, but yes. Okay. Um, so it's the know, repair on the isolator ballpark. Uh, it's, it's probably uh, less than 150 bucks. Okay. Alrighty, well, listen, Jonathan, thank you very much. Um, good thing we had the diesel guy in here because I couldn't have handled that by myself. <laughs> Let's go to Gene. Gene, good morning. How can we help you? I, let me just uh, talk to Gene for a second, and then we're going to take a break. Okay. I've uh, got a 2017 Toyota Tundra. Uh, runs good, no problem. It's got the 5.7 four wheel drive uh, in it. But it gets horrible gas mileage, and you know, which I think is indicative of about 12 miles to the gallon. Is this? Is there anything you can do to improve that other than trade it in for a diesel? Okay, we're <laughs> going to put you on hold. <laughs> we're all laughing. We're going to put you on hold, and we'll be right back. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works. We want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station, 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust in Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. 
It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Well, welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, and we're going to go back in just a minute, and we're going to talk to Gene, but i got a little business to take care of. Autodynamics is one of Sun City's largest and most trusted repair shops for complete automotive services, and I'll tell you why, because Derek runs it. His father, Chuck, opened it up in 1982, but Derek's got the reins. He's got the steering wheel, and he's got the power to make things right. I'm proud of him, and I like him. So if you're in Sun City, Automotive Dynamics is on the north side of Grand Avenue, just west of 99th Avenue, and it's a good shop, I promise. Let's go back to Gene. Gene, you got the 17-tonder, 5.7-liter, 4x4, and you're getting 12 miles to the gallon. That's it. Okay. Alan, you want to comment on this before I do? I'm going to make two comments. You said buying a diesel. The new diesels don't get much better gas mileage than that they all suck because of, of all the emissions <laughs> stuff that they put on yeah. honestly that that's that's the truth second of all i don't know if if it were my truck and i wanted to get better fuel economy i would put a supercharger on it honestly um and people say well won't that make it gas mileage worse it it, it depends on how you drive i mean anytime you make a vehicle more efficient uh you you know it uses less it, it has more power to get up to speed it we generally see, if you drive it correctly, we generally see a slight increase in fuel economy with a supercharger as long as you're not driving like a, you know. Like you and Dad. Yeah, like like we do. Uh, if you do, then it has a possibility of dropping to 20%, you know, almost instantly. <laughs> What's the cost of the blower? Well, a lot. I well. buy a lot of gas. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. Yeah, We're talking cents on the, the cents on the gallon here. Okay, so what's the so super financially, cost? this is totally not a smart decision. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but if question, you, but it if makes you a lot want more to fun say to drive. that your truck is supercharged and you want to make it fun to drive, and hey, if you're going to get 12 miles to the gallon and you want to have fun driving it, then 
you could and spend some money. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's a big ticket. I'd probably I, buy about forty five hundred gallons. Of gas. <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be a lot more fun to drive. Yeah, no, no question. And 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 it's fun to drive a blown. We have a we put a blower on a Camaro, a two thousand ten Camaro, and it turned it from a VW four cylinder with air conditioning to a seven forty seven. It's just all the difference in the world. But I want to address it. First of all, twelve miles to gallon. Is it you? Is it possible that it's you? Uh no. I, I I'm pretty uh light footed. I don't I don't punch it or nothing like that. So I try to actually just take off slow, you know, whatever and hmm. keep the mileage as much as possible. So that's okay. the average what it says on the on the dash computer. Okay. I don't usually do that because I don't trust that information. Yeah. I usually do gallons based on my trip odometer. But my one-ton Dodge diesel pulls 15. So, But I'm also running from Payson here back, and I probably 20% is in town and probably 80% is on the highway. If I'm hauling horses, I'm down in the 10 to 12. And we got some up and downs between here and Payson as well. I don't know that I'm real worried about your 12 miles to the gallon. I'm going to say something ridiculous. Why don't you duct tape a raw egg to the throttle, and if, in fact, you can drive it for a couple of days and not break the egg, or you can hard boil it, and if you break the shell. But the idea is put a hot cup of coffee between your legs and take the lid off of it and just drive it to make sure that you don't spill any. Those are the tricks Maybe have your wife drive it and see if she can better your twelve miles to the gallon. I think too manually calculate it, yeah. like he's talking about. Don't don't use what your display is showing. Actually, manually calculate yeah. it for a while and see if that's any different. We need to see something different, though, based on your driving. I know that mine mine is the same way. Mine won't show what I actually get. So if I'm doing miles per gallons, then I, I get a much better range. But I see a variation. If you're seeing 12, no matter whether your son's driving it on a Friday night with his girlfriend or when you're out there drag racing, um, then 12 is probably not a good number. Uh, two things right. real quick that I, about, that I Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, what about like these performance chips or anything? Are they no. just a joke? No, waste of money. On a gas motor, they're, 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 don't just save your money. And, and and really okay. and truly, I'll tell you why we know that is because we've tried it, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and we own a lot of 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 those that we're not going to sell because really and truly, um, they look cool with the sticker on the air filter that you've got some you know fancy dancy programmer in there, but really and truly, we we're, we're finding customers aren't happy with them. What were the other two? Um, I shoot, I uh, oh well, keep keep in mind too that. I call it the lyometer, you know, uh, the miles per gallon thing. You know, that's since the last time you've uh, you, you've reset that. So if you haven't reset that thing for twenty four thousand miles, if you're getting better fuel economy, it's going to take a heck of a long time for that thing to 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 raise back up. Um, the other thing I was going to say is, is a lot of times people come to me with the same problem and they have larger o- or oversized wheels and tires. I, I don't know if you do or not, but. Keep in mind, if your speedometer is twenty percent off, you have to add twenty percent to that to that uh, number to that number. So people go, "I'm getting eight point six miles per gallon," but I've got you know I'm thirty percent off on my tires. We well, got to add thirty percent to that eight point six. So those are just two things that I you know 
come around to my, you know, my day-to-day stuff. And, and you can figure out that you can get on the internet and figure out the diameter circumference of the tires that it came with and the diameter circumference of the tire you got, and that's going to give you a percentage, and you can change it appropriately. Anyway, thanks for holding as long as you did, Gene. Dan, you're up next. How can we help you? Yes, sir. How are you doing today? Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, I have a uh, 1984 Corvette, and uh, pretty much I'm trying to do things on myself, you know, for cost-effectiveness. Anyways, uh, long story short, it gets to the point. Uh, it's leaking brake fluid out of the back reservoir, the one closest to the windshield, of uh, the mm-hmm. master cylinder. And I, and I pump, I had my wife pump it and to see where the leak's coming from so I can actually see the leak. And it's looking like it's, I'm not sure if it's stripping, but it's coming out of what, Bottom of the massive cylinder, like where there'd be no opening and stuff like that. So maybe it's leaking. Um, okay. I just want to make sure that uh, basically it's not my booster that's leaking before I go put a master cylinder in. No, there's no fluid in your booster, but it's sucking okay. that fluid from the back of the master into the booster. So how long okay. has this been going on? It's been, it's, been, it's been going on for roughly, uh, like I said, I, uh, two, three months to answer your question, but I drive the car like once a month. Okay, well, this is, you got two choices. A, you go get a master cylinder, you put in a device, get your wife out there with, you know, gloved hands, she holds her hands, and you gently pump it until you bleed it good. Then you hang it back on. That's option okay. one. Option okay. two is, is you get a master cylinder and booster can together. That brake fluid will cause the the, the uh, brake booster to go bad. Then you're going to end up with a rock-hard pedal, and you're not going to be able to stop that without tremendous effort. So that's okay. why I ask you how long it's going. But when you get the master off there, you can also look inside and maybe see something that's contaminated. But if you like your Corvette and you like to work on it, then I'd do a booster-master combination because that will be cheaper than them separately. Okay? Okay, okay I just definitely understand that. Okay, okay, well, thanks for answering my question, and you have a great day, man. You too. Okay. Thank you, Dan. Thank you very much. Um, see, JW, I'm not going to be able to get you because i got to take a break in 40-some-odd seconds. So, JW, you hang right there. You'll be my first caller. Now we have four lines open, 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. you got an old-time master technician. you got a young buck that works on all kinds of high-performance cars and diesels and, and as well as normal cars. And then we've got Andy, who's the front-counter person, who actually interprets the questions she asks the customer and helps interpret that to the technician to make sure he understands all that. Then Andy also knows <laughs> when we've done something wrong, where somehow or another we were working on symptom A when it was really B. So Andy has both sides of the customer contact as well as being able to talk to the technician and typically they're not going to be able to um, snow her with fancy words because she's been around too long. 602-508-0960. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Rain Tree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Rain Tree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Rain Tree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. 
They use the best glass or it paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Hi, Solar Sandy here. Are you tired of hearing the word impeachment? Do you know who really should be impeached? The Arizona Power Companies. They've been ripping off consumers with their complicated plans and tricky math for years. When you contact me on my website, AskSolarSandy.com, I will show you in plain numbers how much you're getting ripped off and how much you can save. No sales pitch. I'm not a salesman. I'm a mom and a grandma who got tired of my daughter getting ripped off. So visit my website at AskSolarSandy.com and fill out my kilowatt worksheet. That's AskSolarSandy.com. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I want to be a bike that races around the country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest trail. I want to be a rocking chair on when a I sunny up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. A promise was made, a promise that hit the beaches of Normandy, a covenant that split the skies over Berlin, a vow that captured Iwo Jima. A promise was made, a solemn oath that liberated Seoul, a sacred trust that defended Khaesan, a pact that dug in in Da Nang, a contract that weathered Tet. A promise was made. A pledge that stormed the desert in Iraq. A bond that patrolled door-to-door in Fallujah. An IOU that braved IEDs in Kandahar. A promise was made to America's veterans. A promise we all must keep. DAV fights for all veterans and their families so they get the health care, financial benefits, and support they earned. If you're a veteran who needs help or you'd like to help us keep the promise, Visit DAV.org. You're never too old, too wacky, too wild to pick up a book and read with a child. This is Andrew Morrill, president of the Arizona Education Association. Reading to your child now can spark a lifetime of reading and learning. Students who read and are read too do better in school and in life. Every child can learn to read, and reading may be the most important thing they'll ever learn. Message from the Arizona Education Association. All about that theme in the automobile, the metal monster with the polyglass wheels and results of the dream of him. Welcome back, everybody. Let me turn on everybody's microphones. My name is Mark Salem, Alan Salem sitting here, Andy Salem, and we all have different skill levels, and certainly they have a little bit more than me with respect to business and car repair on the newer model cars, but we're going to go to JW first. JW, thank you for holding. How can I help you? Well, I thought I'd throw out some uh, anecdotal stuff about the, uh, the shop problems. Um, the guy John earlier was having, yes. um, I'm not going to name the shop, but it's in Tempe. They dropped three different drain plugs out of cars that they sent out of their shop. 
Yeah. One of them was trying to go to California. I picked him up on the far side of the uh, I-10 tunnel. He yeah, he made it a long that, way. <laughs> he, he, he was lucky that his that his drain drain plug is a big one in a Honda bounced around under the car and made him you know catch attention. What's going on? Uh, another one, a big uh, Ford SUV drove dry, and this is yeah. all the same shop within a month. Okay, wow. I I can't I can't defend them, but but let me tell you what I'm thinking out loud. First of all. Sooner or later, the dash is going to light up like a Christmas tree. And most of the time, you can throw it into neutral, coast off the side of the road, and save the motor. Most of the time. Number two, all of us have had that problem. I don't know about three in a month or three in a year, all that kind of stuff. But the technician, he's he's doing the oil change. He screwed the plug in with his fingers. Um, and then all of a sudden, parts calls him and tells him his water pump's there. So he goes and gets a water pump. He comes back. He forgets where he's at. I'm not making excuses, but let me, if the shop refuses to take care of your car, you report it to your insurance company. Your insurance company will take care of your car. Then they'll subrogate. They'll go back after the shop. So that's the path of least resistance. Plus, it doesn't really apply to your record because this is not a chargeable problem. So, and, and to even to some extent, I had a guy in a diesel motor not too long ago that was power washing his diesel with the air duct off and the motor running so when he sprayed the mouth of the diesel it bent a bunch of valves so he reported it to his insurance company and they said yeah and i said how how can you how can you put a new engine in this i'm not going to tell you the insurance company but this is the answer we insure stupid he says we insure people from making mistakes and collisions he says, but we insure stupid. So he says, this is something that we cover. So I, well, I, I can't really address that, it. Yeah, hopefully that shop has addressed it. Or I'm sure if they bought three motors in a, <laughs> in a month, that some, some changes have been made, or let's hope. Yeah. And Andy's right. That That's exactly right. Um, you maybe, buy one, and, and yeah, that's not good news, so let alone three. And, and I've already admitted yeah. that we've done that same thing. Yeah. We've done that same thing. You know, not too long ago when we had those, we had a parts guy come out, and he had two filters, and they were both Toyotas. He put the A in the B car and the B in the A car. So one of them didn't work, and the lady was elderly. I wanted to buy the car, put a motor in it, but it had sentimental value to her, so we put a motor in it. But everybody has that problem, but we, we have no explanation for three no, in a per- short period of yeah, time. JW, thank you very much for calling. We appreciate it. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. It's not a really good idea to take your diesel truck to somebody who doesn't talk about them being good with diesel trucks. Strictly Diesel Service and Repair is a Better Business Bureau A-plus shop. They're diehard diesel service and repair. They do foreign and domestic light trucks. They're at I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. Nate is the owner. Nate's been on the show. Nate's very good at what he does. But again, he's at I-17 and Pinnacle Peak up north. If you're going to have an oil change on your truck, you can have that done anywhere you want. But if you've got a drivability problem or you've got some suspension problem or you've got an oil leak, they are slightly different. It's as different as a dog and a cat in the sense that they both have oil or they both have blood. They both both have four paws and they both got ears, but that's about it. 
So it's important with your diesel. Like I said, maintenance can be anywhere, but if you've got a problem with it, you should go to somebody who knows diesel. And again, Strictly Diesel, Pinnacle Peak, and I-17, they do domestic light trucks, both foreign and domestic. We'll be right back. Dr. Sebastian Gorka puts the impeachment process into perspective. How sporting of them. The president is abroad on official business representing the United States, the most powerful nation in the world, in the most successful military alliance of modern history. But no, they're going to impeach him at home. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Weekdays at 1 on Intelligent Talk 960. The Patriot. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade from my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. This is Lon He Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. It's not something that gets a lot of attention from the media, but the regulatory reforms undertaken by the Trump administration have been critical to keeping the American economy strong. President Trump has led efforts to roll back red tape by cutting over eight regulations for every new one that's been put in place. This action alone will save American households an estimated $3,100 each year. Federal bureaucracies have too often abused their power to impose unreasonable burdens on Americans. In 2014, for example, the EPA wanted to impose $20 million in fines on a family that built an environmentally friendly pond for their horses. President Trump is bringing more transparency and accountability where it's badly needed. Now the Trump administration is working with states and local governments to cut regulations and costs and harmonize regulations at different levels of government. This will lead to even more cost savings and a stronger economy for the American people. I'm Lon He Chan. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T, F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, or S, speech difficulty, then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately, because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment, and that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs. Face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number seven. Not only is the app the best place to listen to your favorite Patriot shows and podcasts, but look out for special contests, giveaways, and even scratch games right at your fingertips. 
Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Patriot app tip number two. Set the Patriot as an alarm clock. Open the app, click in the upper right-hand corner, and select Alarm Clock. It's that easy. And now you'll wake up to the Patriot. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine, and you stick to it. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council. America, welcome home the brave. The brave men and women who serve their country are coming home. Home to their cities and towns. Home to their mountains and valleys. Home to their families and friends. Home to America. Some of these warriors are coming home with wounds you can see, and some with wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Wounded Warrior Project was created to provide the support these wounded veterans need to ensure their return to America is well-adjusted and successful. But we need your help to ensure that our mission is a success. Help us honor and empower these wounded warriors. Contact us at findwwp.org. America, welcome home the brave. Welcome back, everybody. So it's uh, 45 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. We're going to go to Bob before we do anything else. Bob, thanks for holding through the break. How can we help you? Well, uh, Mark, hey, I got my wife's got this uh, this 14 uh, Nissan Pathfinder, and uh, it, every time I take this thing out by myself, it never fails. Uh, I get lost. And it's a Pathfinder. So <laughs> I I took it to the dealer. Tell me what you think, because I know you've been in the business. I took it to the dealer, and uh, you know I pulled up my ball peed hammer and wrapped on the counter a few times to get his attention. But uh, the place was busy. But uh, you know he was cordial, and uh, he come over and I explained it to him, and uh, you know that I I was getting lost. All the time, every time. It's about a half hour after I'm driving, I'm lost. And uh, so he said to leave it with him for about a half hour. And uh, I came back. You know, I said, what's the diagnosis? And he, I don't know if he was messing with me or not, but he says he thinks it's the loose nut behind the wheel. Is that really possible? 
Well, I don't know if you're pulling my leg or what. Um, th- we've seen uh, we've seen cars where the loose nut behind the wheel um, is the cause of the problem. Um, I saw a big hairy-chested guy last year that came in that was going through rear That's brakes me. like crazy. That sounds like me. Okay, and um, and. And the parking brake was on, and all the parking brake hardware was melted, and all that other kind of stuff. So, um, but but I know you're pulling my leg because <laughs> um, he's using the Pathfinder two yes. or three times, and he's getting lost. Well, let me just make you feel better. I get lost as I get older, okay? Sometimes I uh, walk outside without my car keys, and sometimes I, I want to go to Lowe's, and I, I can't remember whether to turn left or right at Durango Street and all that kind of stuff. So if that makes you feel any better, then... then but as far I thought his navigation system was broken. And, um, oh. I, I'm, uh, you know, I'd, I don't know the answer to your question, Bob. I'm, I'm going to lift up my pants legs and and uh, and say say thank you very much for calling and and goodbye. But I don't have an answer. Do you, either one of you want to chime in? <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. To be honest with you, I'm uh, lost myself. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I'm as lost as this guy is. I have no idea what's going on right now. Uh, all right. The key here was is he said Pathfinder two or three times. Then he says he gets lost, and then he says the service manager takes her for a ten minute drive. Then he comes back, and the service manager says it's the nut behind the wheel. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I get all that. That so it's. Yeah, Bob is pulling on our proverbial leg. I'm quite sure, but if it isn't, we already dumped him. So we can't. He can't. <laughs> you, you, you have to follow something. That's been. That's a call that I get once a year. Once a year, somebody will say my car barks, and it's usually a friend of mine. It's usually somebody I know. Then they'll call up and tell me that their car is barking yeah, but- and their wife is meowing. So it was a joke. <laughs> We know who the dense is here. <laughs> Andy and I. It was a joke? He yes. was really prepping for that real call. <laughs> no. I, I just, I, I wish we I could just tell it. some of our customers that it's the loose nut behind the wheel. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm confused. Uh, you know, Do we have any more callers? <laughs> No, but I got to finish up real quick. Blackwell Automotive, who belongs in this conversation, if that wasn't him there. Tom and I are friends. He's at 40th Street in Greenway. He takes care of that whole northeast Scottsdale area for me. He's really good at what he does. But a good shop is this: they'll tell you we're not the best person for your, we're not the best person of the shop for your problem. But you need to go talk to so and so. That happens. Not too long ago, we had what was that little BMW that was throwing alternator belts? What was that? A Mini Cooper. A Mini Cooper. And we worked on it three times, and we just couldn't figure it out. And so we sent it over to a BMW shop, Buyer Motor Works, down in Chandler. It was a $1,700 bill. This had a fancy-dancy alternator that would electronically come on and go off, and every time the alternator went to full power, it'd blow the belt off of it. We didn't know that. We've never seen an alternator that was computer-controlled. We've never seen an alternator that coasts sometimes and, and char. But anyway, they fixed it. We didn't. We gave the lady... I don't know, $500 credit towards her $1,700 repair to reimburse her for a lot of the work that we did that didn't benefit her. But, yeah, it's uh, it's a difficult thing. Blackwell Automotive's a good guy. He's really smart. 40th Street and and, uh, and uh, Greenway, and you can't go wrong if you go up there. And we have another caller. Who might that be? That would be Tom. Tom, good morning to you. How can we help you? 
Hey, good morning. Hey, uh, O2 Windstar. I've had four or five Windstars. I really like them. But every one of them that has power doors, those doors go goofy, and sometimes you got to turn off, close them manually, and other times you got they work when you start the car and or put it in gear. What, what What's going on with that? So you're saying just, that when you put it in gear, it doesn't lock sometimes, and sometimes it does? No, it, no they will close. They, they, I'm talking the electric sliding doors. Oh, okay. They, um, I mean, all we they'll have... Just click, sometimes they'll just click when you're, you know, in park or not on, and so start okay. the car, and then, then it'll do it. Is there some particular relay or something? Well, I mean, all that has to be tested, but the clicking noise indicates that something's connected to the switch, and if there's a relay, it's trying to it's trying to close the relay to power up the motor to open up the door. So, yes, the first thing I think I would do is pull a schematic on it, see what fuse is running that circuit, see where the blo- the motor is. But I, is the click coming from the door? Is it coming from the, the B-pillar, which is where the door shuts? From the, Can, from the door. It's from the okay. door when I'm trying to close, when I'm trying okay. to close it. All right, I want you to try this. This is silly, but it works on Fords. Okay, I'll tell you the story. We're having lunch up in Payson, and one of the guys has is, is got a Ford in the window. The passenger window works sometimes and sometimes not. And so as a joke, I say to him, I can fix it. Give me a dollar. I can fix it. Everybody's laughing at me and all kinds of stuff. And they go, you've lost your mind and stuff. We walk outside. I tell Daryl to get into the driver, start the car up, and I want him to hold the window in the down position. Actually, it was the other way around. The window was stuck open. I says, hold it up in the up position. I walked over to the passenger door, and I went... And I hit it, not enough to damage it, but enough to jar it, and the window went up. And I said, the motor's bad. The brushes and the motor's bad. I want you to do the same thing. When it clicks, then you hold it in the position. Have somebody, Don't hold it there for an hour. Have somebody go yeah. around and, and thump the outside of the door. Now, the end of the story is this. We have breakfast every Tuesday. So fast forward a month later, Daryl, there's two Daryls in the group. Daryl number one says... I fixed another guy's car that way, and he says, everybody was amazed. I said, I told you you owe me a dollar every time you use it. Since then, Gordy calls me, and he's up on his motorhome on a trip, and he says his cruise control doesn't work, and he says, I know what you're going to say, pound on the steering wheel. And I said, yeah, I am. So he calls me back, and he goes, here, Nancy wants to talk to you. I said, what's up, Nancy? She says, you fixed it. And I says, why couldn't Gordy tell me that? And he goes, because he's too embarrassed, and he doesn't want to pay you the dollar. So I want you to try that. But to be honest with you, this isn't going to be rocket science on a 1 to 10 scale. This is the 3 for a good seasoned technician with hair on his chest and no earrings on. And this is going to be somewhat easy. But I think it's either a relay or a blower motor. That's what I think it is. Okay. Is there a motor, is a motor in the door on those passengers, on those sliding I don't know that. That's why I asked you where the okay. click was coming from. I, I don't yeah. know that, but it, it wouldn't be okay. hard to figure out. Go to Rock Auto and look at a, a door, a sliding door window motor, and it'll show you where the position, whether it's inside. And it'll also tell you, is it towards the bottom of the door, the upper door, the right or the left, and you'll know where to swack the door. Okay? All right. I'll give it, I'll give it a whack. Okay. Thank and you. now, hey, if it All works, right. you owe me a dollar. I do, but okay. <laughs> why would it work when the car started and not when it's not? Uh, Voltage. I, yeah, it could very okay. well be, because when you're we'll dead... Try we'll try it. Okay, good luck. Thank you very much, Tom. Thank you.
I make a lot of money with that. <laughs> Have you ever heard of that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It works I thought he said good. the door wouldn't open and shut. He was talking. He said the window? No, no the door. The he door. said door. Same, but it's the same premise. Oh, gotcha. The, there's yeah. a motor that opens the door. Sure. There's a motor that opens sure. the okay. door. We have another call. Uh, I know. Yeah. All that we do is reverse the polarity. Power and ground, then we sure. go ground to power. That would just indicate a bad motor. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm ready. Who's next? That would be Jack. Jack, good morning. We'll help you. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, and all of us are really good. Good. So my daughter's car is a 2002 Corolla, and a little while ago the uh, bearing seized up on the crankcase. Okay. And one of the rod bearings, I mean. Okay. And so I'm wondering, I'm wondering the transmission is starting to go goofy too. The rest of the car is in great shape, except for the engine and the transmission. I mean, that sounds kind of like an oxymoron. No, that's okay. But, but I'm wondering, does it make any sense at all to put a rebuild engine and transmission in it, keep it going? And what how would many, that cost? How many miles are on it? Two hundred eighty thousand. Okay, what are you going to do if you don't fix this? Is she going to? Are you going to take her out and buy a new car? Yeah, I'll probably go get her another used car somewhere. Okay, I got and a couple thoughts. Um, okay. Sales tax and license on any kind of a car that you buy in that environment will probably pay for the motor. Um, there's not going to be a much savings, if any savings, if we're going to do a motor. Um, and, well, there will be a savings because I think that Corolla is a front-wheel drive. Yeah. Okay. There's going to be some savings if you did both of them. Yes, the rebuilt motors that we buy, which are Jasper motors, they're good motors. We're not having any problem with them. We would send it out to a local rebuilder and have him rebuild the transmission, and he's one of the best that we've ever had in our lives. So, yes, this could be done. You could do them both together. There is a duplication of labor separating the engine and the transmission. I was going to say let's do the engine and wait on the transmission, but I've changed my mind. I think you should do both of them together. And how much would that cost, Alan or Andy? This would – I'm going to have to – yes, I mean, we, we can certainly do that, but it's going to far exceed the value of the vehicle. Yes, absolutely. Okay, if you were if you were in our shop, I can promise you the advice you would get from Andy and I would be – this is not a this is not a good investment. I mean, you, you're probably going to be six to six to eight, six to nine grand to do both of them. And and, and I'll go with you on that. I, w- I would say if it had lower mileage, right. maybe um, if it had you know hundred to hundred and fifty thousand miles, maybe. But I mean, you still got so many things besides the engine and transmission at 258,000 miles. That's over 10 times around the girth of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Mark. Um, you know, you, if you put, so say you put six to 8,000 or 9,000 or whatever Alan said in it, I mean, if the AC goes out next summer, it's going to be another 1,000. And well, next you, thing you know, you're driving a you know a, a, a Corolla you've got twelve five and two that's worth you know eighteen hundred bucks. Yeah. Okay. The but, other side of that same coin is is you take that eight thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Okay. Let's divide it by years of service. So if he gets another ten years of service, then we take that money divided by ten years times twelve months is one hundred and twenty months. So the real thing is is if you do the math, the question then becomes if this thing is two dollars a month or ten dollars a month or twenty dollars a month, that's okay. Air conditioning is air conditioning. So if, the math. If he can go that amount of time without additional repairs. Yeah, no, you're yeah. right. Yeah, you've got so, to add additional repairs to that. Or and, you can, and 
I mean, we too say you buy, if you buy a used car, you know, and you don't have the maintenance records, you're buying somebody else's kind of unknown. So you just got to do your due diligence there. And not only that is, is if you're going to buy somebody used, spend the money, $100 for a used car check over? Yeah, 100, 150. Okay. And, and have them tell you what's okay now, what needs to be done now, what needs to be done in the future, and give you prices and all that. That gives you negotiation postures as we go. Mark at MarkSalem.com is my email address, Mark at MarkSalem.com. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Alan, for spending your Saturday with me. And until then, drive safely. And if somebody does something nice for you, stick your arm out the window and say thank you. That's the way to uh, have a happy day. We'll be back.